This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. And sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Julie tells their stories to help you find hope, inspiration, and direction to show how the saints discovered and accomplished God's mission for their lives. Imagine the thing you fear the most for yourself and your family, all your friends, your whole society. The thing you fear the most is happening and it's imminent. That was the case for 5th century Romans. Attila the Hun with his army is on his way. The city of Rome did not have a defense. Things had been declining in the Roman Empire for quite some time, a gradual decline, and, and there just wasn't a defense that to speak of that could even begin to hold up any hope against Attila the Hun. He had a reputation of being ruthless. Pillage, loot, rape, destroy. This was what was on the way for Rome. And there was only one man who could stop it. And that was a very brave, humble, and wise man. Pope Leo I. And before we get into the story, and it's interesting, we need to, to set the stage for, for Pope Leo because that's interesting too. And there's a lot of parallels in our time. You might think, oh, the fifth century Rome, Roman Empire has nothing to do with me. Well, no, it does. There's a lot of parallels. There's a lot to learn. And Pope Leo of great he's called because he is he's a saint in heaven that can teach us and advocate for us and befriend us so for about nine years leo had been a deacon and in this nine years he had a lot of really good experience experiences that prepared him for being the pope and for this particular time in history an, an emperor, an empress, and the pope himself, along with the bishop, they all relied on him for advice, to negotiate, to help circumvent difficult situations, to save lives. He just was a peacemaker. He could make something happen where it should, where others could, would always fail. So he was known for diplomacy. And he was obviously very smart and he knew human nature and, and how to deal with people. But he loved the Lord and he loved the church and he loved Rome. He was off on one of these very important missions. I think he was in Gaul, which would be France. He was off, gone. When Pope Sixtus III died and they had a conclave to elect a new pope. And it was unanimous, the deacon Leo. And so they send for him and he's got to come back to Rome and become the Pope. It's because of his reputation and because 
of the Holy Spirit, certainly, and people recognizing that he was the man for this time in history. But you know, we all are for our time in history and for our sphere of influence, wherever we've landed, uh, it's all really part of it. There's a quote and it's from the, the uh, Fellowship of the Ring. So this is an exchange between Frodo and Gandalf. I'm just going to read it to you. It's amazing. It's very, very short, just a couple sentences. Frodo says, I wish it not need happened in my time. Well, how many of us wish that bad things didn't happen in our time or that something came to a culmination like World War II or natural disasters, whatever they are. I wish this had not happened in my time. Said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live to see such times. So every time in history, there are people who wish that they didn't have to deal with it, you know. But that is not for them to decide. You see, the Lord decides when and where we're born, where we are. He decides our time. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. That's it. All we have to do is decide what to do with the time that's given us. And Leo decided what to do with the time that was given him. Well, for one thing, Rome was really on the decline, you know, because economically and everything else. And so what does he do when he becomes the Pope right away? He uses the church's treasury to feed the hungry, to help the poor, to help people. He also uses the treasury to repair the walls around the city. He uses it to give, there's not much of a military to speak of, but to, to fortify what little military they had to protect for some protection and some law and order. So back to the original opening of this YouTube video. Attila the Hun is on the way. So what does Pope Leo do? He doesn't even let him get close to the city. He goes out and meets him virtually by himself. He may have had some companions, but he goes by himself defenseless. There's no army with him. And he goes out to meet Attila. And he meets with them and they have a conversation. And you, you know that Leo has brought all his skills to bear. He's been praying. The Holy Spirit is with him. He understands who he is because he had a great devotion to St. Peter. So he understood that he, who he was on this earth and that there was no one else to go and do that. So he did it. And Attila the Hun after their meeting, proud, arrogant guy who has a huge ego and lots to prove. He'd been bragging that he would take Rome and it would be his. Attila turns around and he takes his army and he leaves. And Leo saves Rome. Now there's some stories about how, why this all took place. What actually happened? Because think about it. Attila didn't have anybody that he had to fear, you know, unless there was an army bigger than his. He didn't have anyone he had to fear. He could take anything he wanted. He could dominate anybody he wanted to. He could kill anyone he wanted to. You know, okay, maybe he would fear disease, you know, because everyone is, succumbs to disease. But, 
but really he had no fears. So why would he turn around? The only real reasonable explanation is that something supernatural scared him because something supernatural, that's the kind of thing that could scare someone like him. It would take that. And so the legend says this, and I think it really happened because it's, these are stories that are passed down. They just cannot be proved, but this is the story. The story is that one of his servants, after this all happened, asked him, why did you turn away? Because there was a heavenly being standing behind Leo with the sword and he knew that he was in over his head. There was something supernatural going on and he wasn't going to challenge it. It convinced him. Now, Attila would not be able to recognize who that was. So we've speculated who that was over the years. Who was this being? Was it St. Michael? Was it St. Peter? Because Leo really was devoted to St. Peter and took his position on earth as the Pope very seriously and defended it, defended the papacy. And so it makes sense. But we think that's who it was, Peter. That's, that's kind of what's come down. And so he turns around and he leaves. And Leo has, he's saved Rome. Not very many years later, Rome has another big enemy and it's the Vandals and they're coming to the city. Now, Leo knows his, the Roman Empire is falling. He can't stop that. Like, just like, like we know, all we can do is what we've been given with the time we have. And he knows Rome will fall, but he does what he can to save the church, to save, to preserve the teachings and to save the lives so that Christianity can then flourish once again, once, once things change, and they do eventually. But the Vandals are on the way with King Garasek. It's the year 455 AD. And he and his priests stand at the city gates and they wait for the king and his army to come. Now, they also were very feared. Wanton killing, burning, raping, um, looting, destroying. And so Leo negotiates with this king because he had, there's no, there's no army, there's no defense. They strike a deal. Your troops can come in to the city and you can loot, you can take everything, but do not destroy anything. Don't destroy the buildings. Don't set things on fire. Don't destroy everything. Take the wealth, but don't destroy anything. Don't kill anyone. Don't kill anyone. No killing, no destroying. Come, take what you want. And the king agrees to it. This, this barbaric king, Van, the Vandal king, he agrees to it. They open up the, the city gates and King Garrisette and his troops go in there and they loot the whole city. Now, one thing that they do that I don't know the details of this negotiation, but they do take some hostages, some hostages who have 
noblemen who might, their families might have money or something. And their headquarters are back in North Africa. So they take them back to North Africa. And then what does Pope Leo do? He sells the treasures of the church, chalices and things like this. He sells them to ransom people back. And in our day and time, we have a lot of change happening. We see our society and Western civilization crumbling. So we have a lot in common with the Romans and we can use the help, the friendship and the guidance of Pope Leo the Great. Pope Leo, pray for us. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with author and speaker, Julie Anderko. For more about Julie, visit her website at catholicfinishstrong.com and follow her YouTube channel, Catholic Saints on Mission. You can find previous episodes of Your Next Mission from God on the free Hail Mary Media app or your favorite podcast platform. Your Next Mission from God is produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.